Can I just say, Curtis Jones? <laughs> Curtis. 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 He's been badding it up in midfield. Are you mad? Man looks like Hulit. Like, when he plays, is Nah, Curtis Jones is the guy. A monumental throwdown. Hello, good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 55 of FPL Pro. Listen to Project, and uh, with me, Derek. How are you doing, Derek? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad at all. Um, tough times right now. But as the saying goes, tough times don't last. <laughs> tough people do. Something along those lines. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, so, so I feel you. I feel definitely. So yeah, we're just uh, going to do our usual thing. Uh, have a quick look over game week uh, six. It's the one I think we had. And then, yeah, just preview game week seven. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Yeah, without uh, further ado... How did you do in game week six? Um, so I finished the game week with, I believe it was 43 points. So not the best of game weeks for me, to be very honest with you. But it could have been worse. Salah was my captain. He kind of redeemed me a bit in that sense. Some people went with um, Ronaldo. Yeah. It was a bit of a toss-up and I, I kind of chose Salah. So I'm quite happy with that. But um, Lukaku disappointed me he didn't score he didn't score against City in in that big game which I thought he would show up in but he didn't none of my players really were involved in goals apart from Gray who had a few injuries I didn't keep a clean sheet at the back it wasn't the best of weeks let's put it that way so I've seen better times how did you get on um yeah uh, I had a relatively decent week actually uh so I'm gonna rub it in Got 64 points, <laughs> and I think the I think the real reason I did so well was because of one Emil Smith Rowe coming off the bench for Fernando Torres. I think I've probably missed the boat with Torres because ever since I brought him in, he hasn't played a single minute. But luckily, I had uh, Smith Rowe on my first on my bench, partly because I saw him play in the flesh uh, last week, and um, he just he reminds me. He reminded me a lot about of a, of a of Zidane, Zinedine Zidane. Is that going back a bit far for you, or do you remember no, Zidane? No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. So, so he's tidy. He always keeps the ball. He never loses it. And what he's very good at doing is uh, he keeps the play ticking over. But he'll just ghost into those little pockets in the box. And I think that's pretty much how he scored against Spurs. And that's how he also scored when I saw him at the Emirates. So, I mean, a lot of people will also say Saka's good, and Saka had as good a game. Um, but I went with Smith Rowe, and he came off the bench. I captain Salah, just like you. I mean, a lot of people went with Ronaldo, but I don't think Aston Villa are that bad a team. And I think they've been improving in their defence for quite a while. So it didn't entirely surprise me that Ronaldo didn't get anything from that game. And yeah, I finally got a return from Dina, even though he got a yellow card. And what really killed me was the Wolves game because Wolves were 1-0 up and Jimenez had the chance to square it to Traore, who only came on for like the last 20 minutes. And when I heard 
Jimenez has got the ball. Chori's open. All if he scares it's Chori, it's a goal. But yeah, that would do me fine. Of course, Serge Jimenez went for goal and he missed. But I'm not going to hate. The guy scored for the first time in like a year. So um, yeah, he could he could be back as they say. But you know, we'll soon see. They've got um, Newcastle next, and that's going to be an interesting fixture. And I think yeah, we'll probably talk about fixtures later. But I do think there might be a shock result there coming up yeah well i mean this the weekend just gone was all about the shock results wasn't it i mean i i i knew that chelsea versus man City would be a tough game but i think a lot of people thought that chelsea would get something from it from the way that they played and obviously you had man united losing and then you had liverpool uh, conceding three goals against brentford so yeah it completely messed with our predictions pretty much obviously jamie the only one who got anything right because he got behind Arsenal and yeah. <laughs> uh, managed to, <laughs> to blow away the cobwebs. So, you know, fair enough. Fair play to Jamie. I'll just quickly go over the FPL bros because we got 51 points there. So that was um, eight above the average. And they did okay. The midfield was very impressive. Gray, Sar, Salah, Jota all contributing. And front line as well, apart from Ronaldo, who, of course, we did captain. And even though we had Rafino is uh, eight points stayed on the bench. But still, we've still got the green arrows there. And uh, FPL Bros is, now has an overall rank in the top 120k. So um, I, I think that's quite impressive by anybody. But we must be doing Yeah, collectively, we are doing something right. Exactly. Okay, then. Wonderful. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. So, yeah, moving on. Did you have any topics you wanted to go through briefly uh, before we move on to player picks and predictions or shall we just go straight into the um yeah i just wanted to say obviously we're recording after the champions league games from tuesday where we saw a city team um, beat by psg um and i watched that game and city looked like they're really struggling up front they don't yeah. really have a marksman and when teams are quite deep they find it really difficult to break them down and Poch played a, a brilliant, brilliant tactical game by having them play the counter-attack football, which is what he essentially did last time with Spurs when he beat them. <laughs> he played the same way, just had um, Son making the runs and this time he did the same thing but had Mbappe making the runs and obviously goals came from Gay and, and, and Messi but um, yeah, great tactical play by Poch. Uh, and six got to a lesson there. Come to Liverpool I, to get lesson. Well, I, I I thought Man City were a little bit unlucky actually not to score because they created loads of chances. And I can't help feeling that uh, PSG just happened to be on their game and Man City didn't because Mbappe like looked imperious. Neymar played fairly well, and obviously Messi scored that magnificent goal and it looks like they're all clicking a little bit and if you're facing that front three and they're playing well and you're not it's always going to be difficult but yeah I mean it's interesting because we can use it to analyze what might happen at the weekend and yeah I think I don't know Pep's going to have to get them to shake shake that defeat off and pretty quick isn't he yeah he is it it, it is it you know I expected I didn't expect a 2-0 defeat. I expected City to score, but you're right. They were a bit unlucky at times. Um, there was definitely a goal that um, Bernardo Silva should have got one Sterling yes. headed. 100%. But 
the keeper played an important part as well in 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 that win, and the defenders were brilliant. Um, City just played the same tactics where they passed it to Grealish, Grealish cut in and passed the ball back out, and they were constantly outside the box. They only had one or they only had a couple of clear cut chances, and they didn't capitalize on that, so they got punished. But yeah, it's just one of those games that was was interesting to see and observe. So reasons to be confident. For Liverpool, I take it. Although it looks like they're going to be without Trent. Yeah, so Liverpool are without Trent. He's been injured during training. Obviously, it's it's hard to tell if it's going to have a massive effect on the game because they were without Trent and they still beat um, a Porto team who would be who were undefeated in I think over thirty games. Yeah, five uh, one. No. So yeah. you know Liverpool are not looking like they're struggling, but they're also playing at home and. If anything, if their home form is anything to go by, then it's going to be a tough game for City. Okay, but uh, again, I mean, both teams, I think, rely... uh, Well, actually, I see what you're saying now, because it's quite likely that City are going to have a lot of possession. Uh, But Mm -hmm. if they keep take their eye off the ball, then Liverpool will hit them with all the space that they leave behind the back. And sometimes City are very cavalier at the back. Sometimes they only leave like one or two people at the back. And the rest of them yeah. are all swarming around the box trying to score yeah. a goal, which of course they can't because yeah. they're up against 10 men. And then the next thing yeah. you know, you've got three people running at you. And it's just Diaz all on his own, or even Rodri, or sorry, not Rodri. Is it Rodri? Is it Pedri? I always get those two confused. Who's, which one plays for Man City? Is it Rodri, Rodri? plays for City? Rodri, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, um, that game could well suit Liverpool if they're prepared to have uh, have most of the ball. Um, I don't know whether the Anfield crowd's going to like that, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I'm hoping that Torres gets back on the pitch because I'm not ready to give up on just yet because this is how I see it. If you pick a Man City player, you have to accept that sometimes they're just not going to play and you won't be able to predict when that's going to be. So you need to have a strong bench. And it worked out for me this week, so I don't see any reason why it can't work out for me in the, in the coming game week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so yeah, the other game, Chelsea uh, contrived to lose against Juventus, and yes. uh, by the sounds of it, they they were also had real trouble finishing. Uh, mm-hmm. That that game was this evening, wasn't it? So having said that, they have a game against Southampton weekend, which many people expect them to get something from. How, how do you yes. see? Well, actually, I'm I'm straying into uh, predictions territory here. But, but I mean, based on the Champions League results, have you got any sort of general thoughts? I, I think Chelsea definitely have a, have a win this weekend against Southampton. But mm. the team, that confidence boost, even more than City, because they've come off the back of a loss to City, a back of a loss to Juventus. And if they want to be competing for that title, which currently Liverpool is... In, in the lead for then they need to get they need to like win these games yeah um have a great defensive record this season um second best one and they've got the attacking force as well and I think they will go to a Southampton team which is leaking goals in and yeah. um essentially show them you know show them no mercy <laughs> so unless oh, Southampton oh. a game where they are all sitting behind the ball I do see a lot of goals coming for Chelsea I I do uh, well, I mean, I see goals in that game full stop, to be honest with you, because I thought Southampton were unlucky not to get anything out of their game against Wolves. They really were trying. 
and it just didn't come off for them. But Southampton were a bit schizophrenic. You know, one minute they're mm. beating Man United 1-0, the next they're losing 9-0 to Leicester. Uh, it's a bit up and down with them. They don't have Danny Ings anymore. So, yeah, on, on balance, it's looking like Chelsea. But we'll, we'll get into that into more detail. But then finally, uh, Man United snatched it at the death again uh, in this evening's Champions League game against yeah. Villarreal. And uh, obviously it was Ronaldo who got the, the, the winning goal. And um, I didn't see that game, but I, I listened to it. And it was interesting what the commentators were saying because they said Ronaldo didn't do much, much of the game. And that doesn't really surprise me because, like, he's, what, 36, 37 now. Yeah, he's not going to be doing much at his age. Literally, his job is to score goals, and that's about it. You don't need him tracking back. You don't need him, you know, marking people at corners or, or, you know, (laughs) doubling up on people. Even if he wanted to do that, he can't. You know, he's literally got to conserve all his energy for running into the box and finishing it. That's what it's Mm. all about. So for that reason, uh, I wasn't entirely surprised that he didn't do much all game. It just just sounded like what well, that just sounded like how Ronaldo gets down these days. Uh, I, I don't know what did you what did you make of that result? I, I didn't watch the game, and like you, I only saw that Ronaldo won the game for them in the 90th minute or 95th, something crazy like that, through again an assist from Lingard. But um, one conclusion I can make is Ronaldo is definitely making a difference to that team. Whether it's his presence, whether it's his experience, whether it's his um, competitiveness, I don't know. But that never give up Man United side is back now. That United side that we're getting those extra time wins all the time, they're back. So looking that way, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's some it's food for thought for the rest of the league. One interesting yeah. thing that, that they did also say during that game is that apparently Bruno Fernandes had the ball twenty yards out and commentator was convinced that under normal circumstances he would have taken a shot but because Ronaldo was in the pitch he tried to find Ronaldo instead so could it be yeah could I mean could that I mean I I can see why he's saying that because that's the reason they brought Ronaldo to be in the box for those types of balls so oh does that mean generally that we're going to see less from Fernandez uh, this season less him taking pot shots from outside of the box I, I I can't help thinking that we might well be. I I don't know. That's the no. that's the honest answer. But I hope he doesn't change his playing style to just trying to please Ronaldo, who's his teammate and obviously his national team mate as well, not just his club teammate. So I hope he doesn't change his game to not being a bit more risky because Bruno can get some sick goals from outside the box. We've seen it already. It's um, true. Seen it this and, month, but, but on the other uh, hand, he was. He was getting all those sick goals for the last season and a half, and yeah. Man United had both the last season and a half empty-handed both times. Yeah. So you know, oh, it's like pieces of a puzzle, as Jamie's always saying. Pieces of a puzzle <laughs> are they? Are they falling into the place there? All right then. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Yeah, actually, I just wanted to briefly touch uh, on one thing that be coming up. I think. Obviously, we discussed wildcards last episode. Mm-hmm. So one thing I wanted to say is that if you are thinking wildcarding, obviously, there's lots of premium assets that people are going to have their eye on. There's the obvious ones, Lukaku, perhaps to a lesser extent, Ronaldo, because Man United's fixtures are about to turn. 
some people might be thinking about Bamiyang, and some people might be thinking about Vardy. You're going to want to fit them all into your team along with Salah. Some people may even have their eye on Mane as well. And then at the back, it's definitely looking like people are prepared to spend the big bucks. You know, Alonso, Rudiger, Cancelo, Diaz, Trent when he's back. That does not come cheap. So budget enablers, there's just a couple I wanted to mention. Um, I think that Liveramento at, excuse me, Southampton uh, may be worth looking at. And again, I'm talking about people that you're not necessarily going to play, uh, but will allow you to afford the big bucks. At Brentford, okay. you've, you've also got Mbueno, sorry, Mbuemo, uh, yeah. who apparently is playing up front, even though he's listed in the game as a midfielder. So oh, really? again, yeah, that's right. Somebody worth keeping an eye on. And then Ben Foster, who's a four million pound keeper, but it's like he is going to be playing regularly. I don't quote me on this because they might go back to that other dude. I think his name is Bachman. Yeah. But you know, again, this is about saving money. And a four million pound keeper plays or potentially could play, you know, could be worth looking at. I know I kind of caught you cold this subject, but are there any sort of sort of it's, it's, it's key and yeah, like Aaron Ramsdale, we saw his performance against Spurs um, when Arsenal battered them, and I'm disappointed Jamie's in here to start singing praises and calling um, <laughs> Arsenal. Um, you know, the, the, the soon to be was next season or whatever he's probably gonna be delu- champions of the twenty twenty. But they have some brilliant fixtures coming up and. Ramsdale looked serious in that game. So he's only 4.5 mil. And I don't think Leno is going to get his position back anytime soon. And with him, you've got Tomiyasu as well. So Tommy is a brilliant defender. He looks very dangerous attacking-wise. And he's very solid at the back. Bellerin, done out here. So I really like him. And obviously, you've obviously given some really, really brilliant Arsenal players as well. Like you said, Emil Smith-Rowe, brilliant player there. So... Um, just those kind of good value from money players, the cheapies, which you can add to your squad. So you can, like you said, then invest more in the premiums as well. is useful. Yeah. OK, cool. No, well done. Good shout for, for Ramsdale. I have, I have to admit, um, I was never entirely convinced about the guy for really long, boring reasons, dating back to his time at Bournemouth that I'm not going to go into. But mm. yeah, I mean, assuming that, Arsenal, is, this is not just a flash in the pan and Arteta's finally got them doing what he wants them to do. I think they're definitely on everybody's radar. Okay. Shall we do predictions? Yes, let's do that. Do that. Let's do that. Alright then, so Saturday we have Manchester United versus Everton at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. Alright, I... Going to sorry. All right, I'm I going was just to say, say. I think both teams. <laughs> it's all right. You go. You go. You go. I've got it out of the way now. First team score. United win. Fair enough. I think that it's going to be a United win. And at first, I thought it might be a low-scoring United win. But then I remembered that in pre-season, uh, United absolutely battered Everton. And I don't think the two teams are that much different from when they were now. So I can't help mm-hmm. feeling that that might happen again. Uh, so I'm going to say convincing or not necessarily high scoring, but a convincing United win right there. Yeah. 
Chelsea versus Southampton. Chelsea, easy win. Yeah, Chelsea win there as well. You know what? I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say easy win too. I think Southampton would just be too open for them. And, you know, even though Chelsea didn't keep a clean sheet tonight and they didn't keep a clean sheet at the weekend, it's not like they get turned over, isn't it? One goal is pretty much all they seem to be conceding if they do concede. Yeah. Uh, now then, Brighton at home to us. Um, a draw. Yeah. You know, you know what? I'm going to be brave and say that Arsenal have turned the corner because I cannot avoid Arsenal optics. It surrounds me everywhere I go. When I go <laughs> to the shops, when I go to, to drop my girls off at school, it's just it's everywhere and it gets on you. Yeah, it's just like it's, it gets in your clothes, gets in your hair. Arsenal oh, optics. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say they've turned, they've turned a corner Brighton are, aren't bad defensively but Arsenal have got quality players and assuming that Aubameyang, Saka and ESR, Udegaard all start and possibly even Pepe you know, so they might really go for it you might stick all five of them um, I think that you might be looking at a goal or two for Arsenal and probably an Arsenal win Interesting <laughs> I know I don't, but it had to be said. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Um, all right, then. Uh, the next picture is Spurs at home to Villa on Sunday. I think Spurs should win that, but I think they'll 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 find it tough there. They they haven't really looked like the Spurs we know, and obviously the Arsenal game just got, went to show how things are falling apart for Nuno. So. Um, Spurs should win, but I think there could be a shock there, and I think that's probably one of the shock games or shock results we'll see this weekend. So I'm not going to put my money where my mouth is, but I think fill up my edge it. Yeah, it's difficult for me because I still like to think that Spurs have got good players. Son obviously showed his well. He only showed his quality when he scored against Arsenal. Apparently, he didn't do much for most of the game, and and they still obviously have got Harry Kane. But apart from those two, the rest of them haven't really gotten off the ground. And as they pointed out on Match of the Day 2, the, the three wins that they had to start off the season did not really tell the whole story. So I think it's very much still a work in progress for Nuno there. Will he get them playing how he wants them to? It could take him a while. This is the long way of saying, OK, I'm going to go for a draw, actually. I'm going for a draw here. Draw? Yeah. A score draw, or am I going to go for a score draw? Yes, I am. I don't, I mean, Spurs have got quality at an attack, but they're also janky at the back, so score draw. Nice. That's my reasoning. So then we have the big one, the big uh, sort of, the, you know, you always get the heavy, some a few heavyweight games right at the beginning of the season, and they always say the same, don't they? It's not necessarily going to decide the title, but it might give us an inkling, blah, 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 blah. You know, it might be, you know, might, yeah, this might be the start of something. It might, 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 might. No, yeah. it's not going to decide anything. It's just, it, it's October for <laughs> sake. Anyway, Liverpool versus Man City. Just because we're at Anfield, I have to say Liverpool. Fair That's enough. Yes. Uh, who's going to be at right back? Uh, Milner. You sure about that? Yeah, they're going to go with Mr. Reliable. He's got the most experience. Um, true. Can I just say, Curtis Jones is the guy. 
And you know what? I think he deserves a run in that team because uh, it seems to me Klopp is still messing around with your midfield three. I don't know why. He's left, right? Genie's left now, so Genie would have usually held that spot. But yeah. Curtis has been around the team for a while, and Curtis moves from a like more attacking midfield position slash full striker to a yeah. defensive midfielder, and now oh. he's actually playing box to box. Yeah. Do you know what? I mean, purely for selfish reasons, I want to see him hold the place down in there because what he's in like four point five million in the game. So he's such good quality. He he's definitely like up there with one of the best box to box midfielders currently in the Prem. Because there's not a lot of box to box midfielders currently in the Prem. And Hmm. watching him play, honestly, he's got so much potential. His attacking mindset is brilliant because that's what he's used to, right? So now he's been working a lot on the defensive aspects. Yeah. But when he's still, he still runs up players, he still gets the passes, he still makes the movements. Like, he is so good. And, yeah, he's just, like, killing it right now. And partnered yeah. up with Fabinho or partnered up with Henderson. Yeah. It's a dream. <laughs> I say give the boy a chance. Give the lad a chance, yeah. We all know how romantic Klopp is. And, you know, how how well will it do for everyone to have another scouser on the pitch? Give us another 4.5. In fact, I'm going to look up right now how much he costs. 5 million. OK, he's not 4.5, but 5 million still. 5 million midfielder in a team that likes to attack and score lots of goals. It's worth his weight in goal because even Fabinho is 5.4 and he's not really a goal scorer or the sister. Hendo, again, not really a goal scorer or the sister. So... In, in no, attacking mid- Sorry, go on. He's not a certified starter yet. So he, he's... Uh, who, 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 who isn't? Jones. Oh, I know. But I, I'm saying right now, I'm, I'm Klopp, if you're listening, and I know you are, Klopp, because <laughs> you, you like to get a nice, broad fill of football from all corners of the, the world, don't you? You like it diverse, don't you? Klopp, just, just put man in. Just do it for us, yeah? Do it. We're not asking for much. You know, you need to, to wrap Henderson up in cotton wool. Yeah. Thiago's always getting crock. All right. And just let him have a bit of a run. You know, maybe 70, 80 minutes, bring Cater on for him or uh, Chambo in. Nobody's going to mind. Seriously. All right, then. My prediction. I haven't given one yet, have I? Liverpool versus Man City. You know, you have said this yourself in the past. When Man City lose a game, you have to worry about what they're going to do for the next one. and. Yeah, and uh, plus, I remember when they were going up against Chelsea, I knew that Pep must have still been seething about that Champions League final. And and, and sometimes Pep, I don't, sometimes he really does, doesn't, he's not having it when it comes to coming up against a big rival. He's not having it at all. Having said that, Liverpool are playing really well at the moment. They are undeniably playing well, and it is at Anfield. And I just, I said so again. Now I'm saying, five, ten minutes ago, I said it might just suit Liverpool for Man City to have most of the ball and hit on the break because there's only so long you can rely on Kyle Walker's pace to get you out of trouble, isn't there? Oh, God. I can't call it. I cannot call it. Liverpool versus Man City. No. I mean, it's usually a tight game, isn't it? Have I got that right? Come on, call it. (laughs) <laughs> you're not gonna you're not helping me at all you're not even throwing me a bone 
Liverpool versus Man City. Liverpool versus Liverpool versus Man City. I am going to say, I am going to say, I'm going to go a score draw, like it was against Chelsea, because I think not having Trent might imbalance Liverpool a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think that this is one of those games. Even now, Pep is has started working out his tactics. He'll be thinking about them from now until Sunday, four o'clock. All right, he's it's going to be one of those games that he'll put all his every last ounce of effort in. So yeah, so my second score draw of the weekend. That's what I'm going for. Cool. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. All right, <laughs> let's wrap up then with player picks. Okay, got you. I'm happy to go first. Cool. So mine, mine will be pretty straightforward. Um, players which I think you have already selected in the past and. I think they've proven themselves, um, some which I've talked about as well. So first player pick is Rafinha, obviously with Bamford out. And I don't know how long he's going to be out for. He's the main man and attacking threat right now on the team from from what I can see. And they're playing against the Watford side who do leak goals. So I can see him um, playing a massive part in, in, in that upcoming fixture. Second player is um, ASM. So St. Maxim. Um, yeah. Playing really well for you he's been involved in most sorry. of the no, they've, sorry I meant to say they've got Wolves he's got Wolves hasn't he yeah they've got Wolves yeah so they've got Wolves and I probably expect Wolves to win but I was looking at some stats and actually in the last head, 12 head-to-heads that they've had they've both scored <laughs> they've never had one where not both teams have scored so if we were to just take a stats approach and look at Newcastle as well in terms of their recent fixtures he has been involved um, in the goals and he's looked very good attacking wise. Like I've watched him and he looks really sharp this season. So he's he's a player I'd probably consider as a one of the mid-range slash cheap strikers. Good, good choice. And then finally, defender wise, I'm just gonna have to go for my man Tommy. Like I said, great value for money for Arsenal. Looks um solid. Brighton obviously are playing quite well and this would be a tough fixture for Arsenal but off the back of the win that they just had against the Spurs team who could have easily blown in out of the water knowing what Arsenal are like and bringing that confidence I expect them to at least get something from this game one point if not the whole three so it might it might be a good shot there so yeah that those are my three picks all right then cool stuff cool stuff okay mine is going to be Focus mainly on attackers. Uh, so we've already mentioned him. Got his first goal at the weekend in a long time, and now he's up against the leaky Newcastle defence. And I think uh, it's time for yep yeah, Jimenez to remind us all, you know, why he's the man, mm-hmm. the main man of Wolves. They tried with Fabio Silva. They tried with that other dude, but he, he's the guy. And I think certainly this weekend, possibly going forward. Jimenez, uh, you could do a lot worse than having him up front in your team. Yeah. Um, the other person I'm going to go for is purely, purely because of the fixture that they've got this weekend. The best fixture any weekend is whoever plays Norwich, and it's Chris Wood. He's going to be up against the Norwich defence. I don't think I really have to say much. Yeah, I mean, Burnley aren't fantastic, uh, but they've got more than enough for Norwich at Turf War. I can't see that being a problem to them. And Chris Wood, he's normally in the goal for Burnley. He is. Yeah. 
And finally, even though I have got Emile Smith-Rowe, I'm going to go for Saka uh, <laughs> this week because, I mean, generally, he's pretty much everything that's good about Arsenal. Uh, and it's just so obvious from the way that he plays. Don't get me wrong, ESR is okay, but he's not quite as busy and as energetic as Saka, who literally drags his team up the pitch every time he gets a ball. Udegaard is also a good player. Um, he's obviously good at set pieces. But again, it's like Saka, he's just like in and around. With, you know, he's, he's like another Sterling, basically, in, in yeah. his first Sterling's heyday. Although I'm not necessarily saying that Sterling's heyday's best days have passed him. <laughs> But like, you know, you know what I mean, right? There was a time when Sterling was on the wing and like he just made opposition fullbacks completely <laughs> themselves, right? That's what Saka does. Yeah, we've all seen him do it. And now he's going to bring that noise to Brighton. So, And I already said Arsenal probably probably going to win that game. So he's probably going to be involved in that as well. And those are my three picks. Nice. Well done. Thank you very much. <sighs> I'm very pleased with that. Managed that. Uh, yeah, coming to the end of the show, we've got the index in the YouTube version. If you go down to the description, this is the YouTube version, so you can click uh, whatever section of the show, whatever section of the pod you want to listen to. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at FPL underscore bros. There will show you the FPL bros team, what we're doing, how it's going, and the team's going pretty well. So we're happy to share our thoughts and what's going down and, and what we're planning and how our team's going to be looking at the weekend. And if there's anybody who's interested, that's all on Twitter. So, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Thanks a lot for joining me tonight. Very much appreciated. Appreciate the effort. And, yeah, it's all that's left for me to say now is goodbye. Yep. Take care, guys. Great catching up with you today. Really good, Jim. Same. Okay. Bye-bye, everyone. Green arrows all round. <laughs>